we need to upend all our ideas on the right way to work in school. If you want to break free from the nine to five, be your own boss, raise your kids and enjoy your life, then you need to start a business working from home. The struggle against these cultural norms is real, but you can be a rebel mom and create a different legacy for you and your kids. Yes, I know what you're thinking because I've thought the same thoughts. Is working from home hard? What business can I actually start? Can I really make money? On and on the questions go, tumbling through your mind like circus performers that just won't stop. So here are my 10 tips working from home. I've been a virtual assistant for almost 10 years. I started when I was laid off from my job. And because I didn't want to continue running on the hamster wheel of dropping kids off at daycare, then working nine to five just to do it all again the next day. I started my virtual assistant business with a rebuilt desktop computer, a just finished website, and a gut-wrenching feeling that this had to work because there wasn't a safety net. Hey mom, so welcome to the Life Unboxed podcast where we talk about all things mompreneur, from raising your kids to running a business, and the most important one, keeping your sanity. I'm Jody the Mom, a successful virtual assistant and homeschool mom of six for almost 10 years now. And my goal is to give you as much help as possible so you can confidently start a business and homeschool your kids. Be sure to visit lifeunbox.blog and download your free Mom Boss 2.0 workbook. If you like to be a rebel mom and break all the rules, then this is for you. And remember, you can support the show with coffee. Visit Kofi, that's K-O-F-I.com forward slash Life Unboxed blog and buy this mom some coffee. All right, so now let's keep going with this week's topic. So let's talk about tips working from home, what I thought I knew versus reality. So building any kind of business is the practice of relentless pursuit. (laughs) Is it ever? So really what you think you know or think you are an expert in is going to change. Wherever you're starting on this journey, you won't stay there. And that is positive and that can cause trepidation and fear and all those other feelings as well. But that means your opportunities are really limitless. You can start offering service for one thing, learn something new and pivot your business into that something new. If your mindset is there's always something new to learn, then you will be an unstoppable force. That I can guarantee you, mom. But it does help when we can learn from those who went before us because it really cuts down on the learning curve. Okay, mom, we're cutting down on your learning curve. So I'm going to give you 10 tips working from home. And these are what I've learned from almost 10 years of being a virtual assistant and working from home. So hopefully, again, this will cut down on your learning curve so you can launch and grow faster. Number one, 
how to raise rates. I wish that I had created a process at the very beginning to raise my rates regularly. I confess, I'm not the best at this. Like money is always a tough conversation. I honestly think for everybody, it is a tough conversation. Um, But there are several reasons to raise your rates with your clients. Cost of living goes up, as we've all felt this past year. Your responsibilities change or increase, or you've just gotten better at what you do. And if you don't increase your rates on a regular basis, you devalue yourself. Your skills are increasing, so you are more valuable. However, the value of your skills, so the rate you charge, is not keeping up with the market. So over time, you actually get paid less for the services you're offering, but you're better at them. So I have a friend and a fellow small business owner who's very good at raising rates. Since I'm not, although I did raise my rates this past year, I asked him for suggestions. And he suggested building in a 10% increase every year. So after you increase your rates in the first year with your clients, they will expect it in the following years. So this is great advice, and I also added it to my statement of work, so I can always point to the agreed terms in the contract, and uh, those, all of my templates are available at lifeunbox.blog, my virtual assistant templates, for free. So I will leave the link in the description below so you can check them out as well. Number two, okay, you don't need to niche down. And yes, I have like so many other shows on this that I go in depth on. So again, I will leave those in the description below. So this nugget of wisdom was everywhere when I started out. And I, I am not exaggerating when I say it caused me so much turmoil. So everywhere I turned, I found this absolutist statement. If you want to be successful in business, then you need to niche down This is like the holy grail of business, but let me put on my rebel mom shirt and say, you don't need to niche down. I know this is shocking. Did you pass out? Are you still with me? A niche is not required to be successful or to make money in business. It really isn't. And I know everyone will tell you that the only way to be successful is to find a niche, you don't need to. And sometimes a niche is just not a good fit for your skill set or for what you can offer to clients. Number three, always work with good people. So one of the major, major if I can talk, <laughs> major benefits to working independently is I get to pick the people I work with. So no clients from hell allowed here. When you are starting out, you can feel desperate to make money, and I understand this feeling, but there is no amount of money in the world that can compensate for a client who calls you at all hours of the night or demands a new deadline after you already told him your delivery timetable and he doesn't want to pay your rush fees. Hmm. You want the freedom to be your own boss, and a difficult client is going to test every boundary you have. It is not worth it. 
There are way too many good clients for your time and energy to be consumed by a bad one. And that's the thing. Like, are you billing that bad client for the emotional drain, for your creativity drain, for your physical drain? Like, no, they're not paying for all that, but yet they're uh, taking all of that out of you. So if you end up working with a difficult client, then set your rate really high because you need to be compensated for your emotional drainage. And then check out the show, How to Handle a Client from Health. Number four, not all business books are created equal. So I have read so many business books with a heart full of expectation and hope. Expectation that it is the one that will give me everything I need and hopeful that I wouldn't need anything else. Yeah, so that never really happened. There are a handful of business books that I would suggest reading, and out of all the business books I've read, most of them I would not recommend. Uh, I put down the book feeling very cheated of my time. And I've read many of the most hyped books on social media. The book must be amazing if everyone is saying it is, right? So that is usually not the case. I have like you know, seeing all of these ads and like, this is what this person is saying about this book. And I'm like, did I miss something in it? Like that this person is saying it was so good. And I remember just putting the book down, like I just wasted my time reading it. So if you want to kind of just cut through all that junk, um, because we won't get into it now, but you know, there is like this whole formula for creating buzz about your book and yada, yada. But if you just want to like cut through all of that junk, uh, then check out my top uh, eight business books. And I actually added two more because, you know, (laughs) I keep reading 15 to 20 every year. Um, So I did add two more to the list. So it's really my top 10. But hey, we'll stick with eight. So I will leave that link also in the description below. And I would say start with these. If you don't know where to start and you haven't read them, start with these. Number five, it is possible to homeschool. So when I started out, I wasn't sure if it was possible. So as a matter of fact, I didn't really make it known that I was homeschooling for the first two years. (laughs) So I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell any clients. I just kind of kept it under my hat. Uh, And not in like a deceptive way. It was more like I just needed to see if I can make it work first. And you know what I discovered? It totally works. It is possible to work from home and homeschool your kids. You do need the right curriculum that will allow your kids to be independently responsible learners, but it can be done. And since I've been doing this for almost 10 years, I have put together the Mompreneur's Guide to Curriculum. And I will leave the link in the description below as well. And you should definitely get a copy for yourself Because I go into, at this point, I have homeschooled from kindergarten, almost like completely through 11th grade. Next year, my oldest will be a senior, so I can check that grade off the list. And so it's all of my experience with different curriculums because, (laughs) no, it would be just way too easy if the kids just like liked the curriculum that I first picked for them. But of course, that never happened. So I talk about our disasters I and the reasons why they were disasters. 
Uh, we get into homeschool styles, learning styles, all that stuff. So it's a very, it's a very rich workbook for you. Number six, audiobooks are amazing. My favorite thing to do is to curl up with a hot cup of coffee and a good book. I love to read, and I'm a firm believer that you can get better than a college education by reading lots of books. There is one downside to it, though. It requires time, like lots of time, something that I don't really have, and most working homeschool moms don't either. But a few years ago, I made a discovery, audiobooks. And I know, for all of my fellow visual learners out there, I've always resisted them because I like to read an actual book. Like, I even have a hard time reading a book on a Kindle. I want it in my hand. I want to turn pages, all that good stuff. And I know that I retain the information better when I actually see it. But... That time thing keeps getting in the way of my books. So I downloaded the library app and started checking out audiobooks. And it is amazing. Well, number one, I don't have to go anywhere. So time saved right there. The books are free because I have a library card. And I can read here or there. I can read everywhere. Doing the dishes in the car, I can read near or far. So even while working, I could listen to audiobooks. I still read actual books, but most of my business books are all audio. Now, I will say this. If I actually like the book, I usually buy the print edition so I can go back and reference it. So, But it is how I get through 15 to 20 business books a year. And this number is just the business genre and does not include all the other books that I read. So... Check out how to read a book for busy mom bosses, and the link will be in the description below. Number seven, you don't need all the fancy apps. Okay, so I will confess, like the beginning of the year rolled around, and I'm like, is there a better way that I can like keep track of everything, or um, you know, or at least like look like I'm keeping track of everything? <laughs> like I almost wanted to like buy something because it looked pretty and it would make me feel like I was getting something done. I resisted though. And you should also resist all the digital shiny objects. I worked with someone who literally had a separate app for everything. And as this person was going through and telling me I use this app for this and this for this and this, my one thought that kept going through my mind was it must take you hours just to keep them all updated. Like you're spending so much time in all of these different apps. Like when do you actually work? So resist all the fancy apps. Yes, there are some great tools out there that will help you with organization, scheduling, etc. But you really don't need them all. I would find two, maximum three, that would actually make your work life easier without consuming your time. So that needs to be kind of uh, what you ask yourself every time you, you, you feel that urge to buy a new app. Will this actually make my life easier and will it not consume my time? Obviously, there's going to be time consumption. Um, you know, just updating anything, no matter what system you have. But are you adding like one more thing to the pile that's just going to take up more time? 
Once you find your two to three, work with those. And these can change. You don't have to stay with just these two to three. I just wouldn't do more than two to three at one time. And you also don't need to buy all these things before you start. There are a few things that you need to get started, but fancy apps isn't one of them. And of course, I have another show on what you need to get started. So be sure to check out the description below. Number eight, I work to buy curriculum. Homeschooling six kids. Okay, the three-year-old isn't officially homeschooled, but we'll just say she is because she's in the mix. It can cost a lot of money. I told the kids that we could go on vacation every year if we weren't buying curriculum, and we really could. So I homeschool so I can tailor teaching to each child. And that means I work so I can buy the curriculum that I want. Now there are cheaper ways to homeschool and there's a link in the description below, but these can take a lot of time that I just don't have. So one reason for my business is so I can buy curriculum. And once again, check out the Entrepreneur's Guide to Curriculum. Make sure you grab your copy today. Number nine, you still need a desk. I don't lay in a hammock by the ocean with your favorite drink. This is what many people think running your business looks like. Reality is that it's hard work. You still need butt in the seat time at your desk. Yes, you are the queen of your schedule. You get to decide when and what that time looks like, but you can't avoid putting in the time. So forget the hammock <laughs> and all those other memes that we see on social media. Just forget it. Number 10, things may not turn out how you imagined. Getting laid off was never part of my plan. However, it was the push I needed to start my business um, and I tell more, I'll leave the link below because I tell more of that, share more of that, um, story, but I wanted to work from home and homeschool my kids. That was always the end goal, but the process to get there was beyond my imagination, as I'm sure you can understand. So mom, if you want to work from home and homeschool your kids, then grab the Entrepreneur's guide to curriculum. And I am so glad you joined me today. If you want to help spread the word, be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember to check out the Life Unbox store for all of your mom boss merch. You can support the show with coffee. Visit ko-fi.com forward slash Life Unbox blog to buy this tired mama a cup of joe. And for more great mom entrepreneur content, Follow Life Unboxed on social media or check out lifeunboxed.blog. And be sure to share the podcast and video with your friends. And I will see you in the next show. Mm -hmm.